Hey everybody, it is Scotch along with Bob Harris here in Midwest Communication Podcasting Central. And uh, this is, a, you know, I see in the hallway every day and it took us a while to figure it out, but we both have a, a fixation on the same type of movies. We love the old B movies. Yep. And not necessarily old either, just some of the classics that have been around for the last, two, I don't know, anywhere from the 50s to the uh, early 90s. And there's a few that we've t- we've both talked about at length when we bump into each other. One is The Invisible Maniac. Uh, Evil Tunes is one that we both uh, watched. <laughs> A few. I just watched like two nights ago, and I watched I it too. And I watched it with the director's commentary on because I love Fred Olin Ray. I've been lucky enough to talk with him a, a couple of times, and he's such a great guy. Watching the movie with him doing the commentary, it's like you're just you're like hanging out with a friend who's telling you about making this movie. What I love is that they've got these little tiny secrets as far as how they were saving money on the you know on the budget. Yep. And some of these things, these little tricks that they pull in order to save money, is just phenomenal. It's just really funny when you once he explains what they're doing. You know? He was notorious for he would be making one movie, but he would have the camera equipment for like the full weekend. So he would decide, well, let's shoot another movie over the weekend before I have to return the equipment. <laughs> you know, and that was the case with this movie. Is he actually had the mo- the equipment for an extended period of time, so they just shot another movie. And the the the, the film he used. A lot of it was uh, the the end of a mag. Mag yep. was like what a thousand feet. There was like two hundred feet left. He would buy that off of people at a discounted price. So if you can imagine that, that's like shooting in the scraps of film, where at the end you've got maybe uh, sixty seconds. So he would say action, and then you got to quick get your sixty seconds in before the film <laughs> runs out. <laughs> but like he said, you know, you would have uh, one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars to make a movie, and people would make fun of him. But then he says, well. How about you? Could you come up with $125,000 just like that and go shoot a movie? He was able to come up with the funds to do it. He went to Roger Corman first for this, right? Yep. That's and, right. And Roger said, no, no I don't think this is going to work. You can't, have, you can't do that. But he did it. People are wondering what we're talking about. Evil Tunes is a movie that uh, Fred Olin Ray had seen the movie Roger Rabbit. And while he was watching it, he said, you know, I bet there's people out there that would like to see a, a, a cartoon monster rip a lady's clothes off. <laughs> And that was the the whole premise that he had. And he went to Roger Corman and said, "I think I could make this movie for this amount of money." And Roger Corman says, "Ah, you're you're nuts. There's no way that you could pull off a feature for that kind of money." So he got together with another gal who was a director, and they pooled their money and they shot this movie, and it works. You know, it's not a brilliant film, but it's very amusing. It's funny. It's got a couple of big name actors in it too. Of course, David Carradine before his death, yep. and also the great Artie Johnson from the Laugh In Show. Very interesting. Yeah. And a couple of ladies that you're familiar with but i'm not all that much oh, right yeah yeah he it's it's uh it's stocked with a lot of uh, b-movie veterans you've got uh dick miller is in it too, oh yeah i forgot about that yeah a lot of roger corman's movies uh over the years like in, in fact there's a scene where he is sitting and he's watching the movie uh is it color me blood red no Shucks, I can't think of the name. That was of in it black now. and white. Yeah, he's watching. <laughs> I don't remember? <laughs> yeah, he's watching this vintage old Roger Corman movie, this horror movie, and it's and it's him in the movie. So it's actually Dick Miller sitting watching Dick Miller. You on the will TV. recognize Dick Miller's face. Yeah, he's been in Gremlins yeah. and all sorts of things like that. But there's something at the very beginning of this movie with David Carradine that, uh, of course, he he died by by asphyxiation, asphyxiation by yeah. hanging himself, and. And that's well, how he died in real yeah, life, that, isn't it? Yeah. That's oh. very unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Now, to set it up, the four girls are brought into this house to do some house cleaning, right? That's correct. And there was it there for, what, they worked a couple of days, a couple of a week? I, I think. They, I think, uh, so he's dropping them off at the house, and they're going to clean the house over the weekend because they're part of some cl- house cleaning service. The house that they show up at 
David Carradine shows up with this book that's like the Book of the Dead. It looks exactly like the book from the Evil Dead movies. And so they read it aloud, and it, and it brings this, this demon to life, which is like an animated cartoon character. <laughs> he almost reminded me of, what's his name, the, uh, the, uh, the wild... Uh... Oh, like the uh, Tasmanian Devil? Tasmanian Devil, Devil yeah. Exactly. Reminded me of that, yeah. So then he saves money in production because the the creature possesses one of the girls, so then the rest of the movie is pretty much <laughs> just the girl, but you know that she's the cartoon. So he really only had to put maybe, what, a minute to two minutes worth of animation in the whole movie? And then a couple of times it's just like the creature's hands, and that was it, coming, yeah. over, the, coming over the edge of the couch. You That's know? right. But I think it's so funny the way he will put um, kind of old style like Abbott and Costello type of gags in these movies because these this came out in 1990 straight to straight to DVD although I know I saw it on USA up all night and a couple of those uh, TV shows way back when on late night cable but uh, you know it comes out and it's considered to be like a horror or a horror comedy but he he fills it with like these vintage kind of Abbott and Costello gags because it's just it's pretty girls in a haunted house and then the rest of it is just you know, little whatever gags he can fit in there. <laughs> David uh, David Carradine, uh, you know, his, uh, the, he brings that book as you mentioned. But I think didn't that start where the there was a trunk down in the basement? This is do not open. And yep. what did the four girls do? They open it. They open it. <laughs> Man. Yeah. And then after they read the incantation from the book aloud, it says uh, <laughs> the translation reads, "Do not ever, and I mean ever, read this incantation aloud. I mean ever." You know, well, too late at that point they've read it. Oh, yeah. It was, the, and it was interesting too because when you hear the the commentary on this that uh, that Ray did, I mean, just just for the sake that the door that they were using, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. outside didn't have a window, inside it did have a window. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the house that they used to go into was actually burned out. Mm-hmm. They had to film in another different place. I mean, the little secrets behind some of these movies are so cool. It's yeah. just, you know. The house that they, they would show the exteriors from was from a movie called Rock and Roll High School Forever that was a Corey Feldman movie. Oh, I think I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, it's a Roger Corman sequel to Rock and Roll High School. So they like the outside of the building because it's got all these columns and it looks really gothic. But the inside of it had been burnt out because there had been junkies apparently living in the basement of it that had started a fire. So they'd shoot all the exteriors there and then they would run next door and they'd shoot all the interior parts. <laughs> so they discovered that the door opened the wrong way so at some point during filming they flip the door upside down and reattach the hinges so <laughs> it changes throughout the movie that's so funny it's so cool and uh there are some scenes where they're fighting with the with the the, the evil tune mm-hmm. and you see wires that kind of rip at their clothes yeah that's right <laughs> and, uh, but you know and, and nowadays they would have computerized that out but mm-hmm. they of course just left that in and that's half the fun is looking yeah. for those bloopers. Uh, there's a part where they also, all three girls, drag this guy who's dead. They try to drag him across oh, yeah. the floor. And he said that while they were filming it, they ended up having to stick a skateboard underneath his butt because the all three of them couldn't <laughs> carry was, this guy. He, he was so heavy. Right. So it's like, <laughs> I'll stick a skateboard underneath him. Nobody will see it. Oh. I, uh, I I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Mm. I, th- I thought it was really funny. I mean, it's, like I say, it's just one of those deals where it's so bad, it's good. And that's the reason I like these B-movies. And what's fun, uh, Fred Olin Ray is also the type of guy that he likes positivity. So even though he's making these horror movies, you'll find this one and Witch Academy was another one he did. There's several of these movies, and they're 
there there's a term coin that's called bimbo comedies because Jim Wynorski <laughs> and David Dakota and uh, and uh, Fred Olin Ray they would make these bimbo comedies. But Fred, I always thought, you know, at the end of the movie, if all these characters have died, then you go away from the movie with a bad feeling. So he would always have some way, like in the last moments of the movie, where oh, some girl would wake up and the whole thing was a dream, or they all come back to life somehow. Because you noticed at the end, Artie Johnson shows up and then all the characters come back into the house and they're all alive <laughs> the next morning. So it's. it's yeah, it's funny. He gives it a little positive spin at the he, end. He brought up something interesting in his commentary, too, by the way, that he did a, a show called Angel Eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that, then, uh, was it Jennifer Lopez did an Angel Eyes? Yes. He says, but he has the rights to do an Angel Eyes, too, not the other one. If he wanted to. If he wanted to. So he could he could, he could could suck off the prominence of uh, J-Lo from <laughs> doing an Angel Eyes, too, when people might think it's J-Lo coming back on right. the screen. Instead, they'll get Monique Gabrielle out of uh, retirement and put her in that one. <laughs> he has got, you know, we could do a whole podcast just on Fred Olin Ray. He's he's talked about going in to speak with some bigger studios. There was, there was talk at one point about him actually directing one of the Friday the 13th or one of the Nightmare on Elm Street oh, uh, really? franchises or one of the sequels and uh, he had given what was it he'd give them like, this little plot line idea and then they told him no nah, we don't think we're going to go with that and then they ended up using it for their movie and you know what could he say what could he do about it he was just a small time director <laughs> and they're a big studio so yeah he's gotten screwed over a few times over the years now we saw the 20th anniversary edition that uh, this came out as you mentioned in uh, 1990 1990 originally 90 yeah. so yeah, and he had been doing this working on this commentary for like three years he said mm-hmm. so this is one busy guy is he still making movies I've lost track of him Fred Olin Ray does movies he's still because you've talked movies. with him right oh yeah yeah, I was. I did a comic book for him one time, and I used to get on the phone with him. And I'm such a fan that I would just, you know, listen to every pour over every word he would say. And he'd he'd sit and talk for like a half hour. He's just like he is on the commentary. Once you get him talking about movies, he just loves to talk. <laughs> so that was so much fun. But he directs movies for uh, the Hallmark Channel and for Lifetime now. Like every year, there's a glut of Lifetime Christmas movies that come out, and Fred Olin Ray directs, you know, probably a good handful, four or five of them a year. What did I see? Was it Colbert one night? He had on that there was, was going to be like hundreds of Lifetime Christmas movies. Isn't it funny? There's like hundreds of them. Oh, yeah. If you flip on Hulu or Netflix around the Christmas season, you can just see. And all of them have the same story. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I don't know. This is our first edition of uh, our uh, show here. What do do we grade it with stars or letter grades? Or oh. what do you think? Hmm. You know, well, I... I I would give it the B-movie Bonanza double thumbs up, I guess. Okay, double thumbs up for me as well. It's really, really interesting. And, well, by the way, what was the name of his, Dick's uh, wife or the... the, the oh, uh, Michelle Bauer? She had, like, it was a big name mm-hmm. that he was really, you know, bragging about. But she had, like, what, 30 seconds screen time? <laughs> that was it. Those guys are notorious for that, too. You know, they'll they'll put a put a big name on the box, and then you'll see the person for two, three minutes in the movie. <laughs> she must add some spare time and did a little walk-on for him. When you get a chance, uh, when you do see Evil Tunes or any other of these great B-movies we're talking about, always listen to the commentary, because literally that is the best part, to hear the behind-the-scenes story of what's been going on with these flicks. Absolutely. So two thumbs up. Two thumbs up for Evil Tunes. Evil Tunes. This has been our uh, premiere edition. B-movie bonanza. See you next time. I'm Bob Harris. And I'm Scotch. <laughs> <laughs>